Yes, it is the Step Mates Podcast. Back for another week. We've got the boys in the studio. We've got me, Mark Nicholson. We've got Lockie Bloody Wilson. And missing from the mainland, we've got Sebi Peart over Zoom, over in Tassie. How are you, mate? Well, I'm good, mate. You know, there's no holiday from the Step Mates Podcast. There's nothing. Nothing's yeah. going to stop us because we're worldwide. We're fucking trending. We're the fastest growing there's podcast no- in the world. Big round of applause for that, by the way. And Sebi Thanks, zooming yeah, in. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take it off for anything, fellas. That's it, mate. Look at this. The wonders of technology. We're no beaming you in. What are you wearing, Seb? Are you in like casual holiday gear? Is it comfy? I'm just, yeah, I got this because uh, I'm in uh, Hobart, so it's pretty chilly. So I've got this little jumper on, just some jeans, and uh, I've got the heater going, so I don't have any socks on. But if I were to step outside, oh boy, would I want to put on some socks? <laughs> so it, it, just to start off this podcast the right way, update on the weather. It is very cold here in Melbourne, but very chilly. For once, I feel like it's the perfect temperature inside this studio. It's really nice. I did. I took my jacket off, but it was more precautionary. Than I think it'll anything. heat up. I think it'll heat up. It'll be just the right, I reckon it'll be just the right temperature. But what is it? Fucking 10, 20 degrees cooler in Hobart, mate? Like, are you seeing ice? Are you seeing snow? What are you seeing over there? It was about, I'll tell you what, getting off the plane was about the same temperature, but that was early this morning. Um, it's getting colder now. We're sort of at an Airbnb. Uh, on the coast, uh, like on a cliff face, and I stepped outside before for a little cheeky little vape, and uh, yeah, it was pretty chilly. It was it was getting cold. So what have you but, been up to? Uh, what have you done since you've landed? Like any 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 uh, tomfoolery at the airport? What, what happened? Have, what have you seen? We well, we got straight in, and we couldn't get to the Airbnb till two o'clock, so we went straight to Mona, the Mona Museum. Oh, very what's that? Famous, Is that uh, the art one? The weird art one? Yeah, it's sort of weird. It's like, uh, we've talked about it before. It's run by the same guy that does the Dark Mofo Festival. Yeah, right. Is, is Mona cancelled as well? No, no, Mona's not cancelled. Okay. Um, but the guy's pretty eccentric, so he has, he's got some weird stuff in there. Um, the first weird thing you get is you get to the door, and there's like a security guard there, and he, he asks, are you guys Tasmanian? And we're like, no. And he's like, all right, go in. And then so we learn later that apparently all Tasmanians get in for free. So we oh. felt like there was a little bit of oh. state bias there. Can you be statist? Yes, absolutely. I'm I surprised they asked you. Well, you should have just spoken slower and they probably would have let you in. <laughs> How do they make money <laughs> if they... Well, was... apparently they run. Apparently it runs at a loss. So this guy is right. just like an eccentric millionaire and wanted to give something back to... Passion project. Made. Fuck, you must be spewing yeah. that you didn't just know this beforehand. Well, I don't know. You'd probably have to prove it somehow. You'd probably have to put, whip out a driver's license or... I don't know what else. How do you prove you're Tasmanian? The old, the old joke, them show them the second head. Um, Check it, show them the extra chrome. Yeah, show them the extra there. one. Yeah. Show us your footy team. Like I said, just... Oh, yeah. wait, you can't. Sorry. <laughs> 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 they don't have a football team. Um, uh, it's yeah. So, but uh, what 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 did you see there? Now I've heard I've heard there's some weird shit in inside this. There's some this strange, like there's some probably so it's, it's real deep underground. So you go in, you get in this lift, and you go down about five stories, and you're sort of like, I think it's like half in the cliff face, and then it sort of comes out, and it's so it's half. like Doctor Evil's lair. Yeah, it's a little bit. Of, it's a little bit lair like. Um, <laughs> there's some there's some strange. You know, there, there's the classic. You know, you get your paintings. They're all a bit strange though. Like. And, you know, it's, it's maybe a little bit of that art wank where it's just strange for the sake of strange. Yeah. So there's like, you know, there's this room where everything's sort of a little bit creepy and there's portraits of like a poorly drawn chick and she's bending over and you see her asshole and she's like streaming water uh, out of it. And oh, everyone's right. standing around like looking like this, being, you know, like scratching the chin, being like, yeah. Like, hmm. dude, <laughs> yeah. Just gazing into the abyss. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a big, there was a giant wall of uh, vagina moles. Um, vagina so moles. Giant red, 
giant resin. Oh, like on the wall. casting. Yeah, there's, there's probably about 50 different molds of vaginas. Right. You sort of just stand there and inspect the vagina mold. Um, and again, you've got people there like scratching their chin, being like, yeah. Profound. Were no, you, no, were, profound. Was anyone there and you were like, hmm, this guy's been there a little too long. Yeah. Looking yeah, at these. Maybe. There's, there's certainly, you know, it was an eclectic mix. Weren't you there with your there. sisters? Did you ask them to point out their ones or anything like that? It's like, which one's the closest? Yeah, should have. Yeah, 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 yeah. should have done it. So um, everyone pick your favourite. Mum? Mum? Yeah. Which, which one's you, Mum? <laughs> one's you, Mum? Is this you? Yeah, is this you? Um, next, they... door, next door to that, they had a room that it was it was just for women only. And so my brothers and I, you know, we, we went to walk in. We had this, and then there's this chick in this curtain. She's like in a, you know, what are they, like a chaperone sort of outfit. And she's like, sorry, no men, women only. And we were like, but oh. she said it in such a way where it was like, she was taking a lot of joy in saying that. Yeah. She really Maybe liked, that was part of really the art piece. Yeah, I think that was. And then apparently my sisters went in and they're like, oh, it was pretty shit. It was just a room with like furs and jewelry and shit. Um, so there you go. That's the, that's almost like, what is it? The Yelp review. It's really only for Tasmanian women. That's how you're only going to get the full Tasmanian experience, women, yeah. free um, experience. But no, there was there was some cool stuff there. There was some wanky stuff. It was you know overall thirty bucks. Can't complain. It was uh, something to do. Free for Tasmanians. Thanks again to Mona for your wonderful support of the program. <laughs> um, get down there and see how many 50, 50 vagina molds. Fifty vagina molds. It's a 50 lot. Vagina molds, and they're growing every day. It's um, a huge range of vagina molds. If that's what you're into, it's a lifetime's quota in one one hit. And yeah. I forgot. So I'm just going to take you guys on a small little tour. Oh. <laughs> We're live. Oh, We're oh, here we go. <laughs> the whole the family, family there. The G'day, Pits. G'day, Pits. This is a this is an audio podcast. Um, oh wow, look at this view. No one at no one at home gives a fuck about that. This. Is incredible. Um, no, I know we are recording this hysterically. But, uh, this is the last one. I'll show you guys, but I'll describe what's happening here as I pour out. This is a bar of soap. Uh, shape. Oh, mate. Vagina. Whoa. Yes. Is that your mother's vagina? Is that that's she picked that one out? Vagina. No, no, that's a bit. <laughs> All right, I'm going <laughs> away from these guys now. It's uh, what is it? It is Spring Garden. Oh, that's so they've got garden. smells as well. Yes, yes. What does it? S- actually requested it. What and, does it uh, smell like, Seb? Does it smell like Spring Garden, or does it smell? What does the vagina smell like? Explain to me exactly so how it smells. Seb, can you smell it? Vagina smell. They don't mix it with a real vagina smell, actually. But I did feel quite strange in the gift store. <laughs> Sniffing the vaginas, like trying to, like, which one would she prefer? Would she prefer spring, spring garden or fucking lemon zest? Or kingfish. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, which, which one she's going to like? Wild snapper. Have they got wild snapper? I think she'd like that one. Um. <laughs> Do you have any uh, yeastier yeah, ones? Yeah, that that was $40. <laughs> Is there a kimchi flavoured? I really like a kimchi flavoured um, vagina soap. That's what she's really after. Yeah. Um, too flavors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're called flavors. Yeah, that's true. Well, unless you eat them, then every, anything's a flavor. Yeah. It's like, well, now you've got an excuse as well. You just got to be swearing around her all the time, yeah. and then she'll have to wipe, you know, wash your mouth out with soap, and it's a vagina. <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. no dick castings. No dick castings. No, no, uh, very vagina heavy. There's um, a there's a market there. There's a niche that hasn't been filled. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, maybe we should start our own Mona. <laughs> we can start with how dick shaped shit. Yeah. Let's start with three. The phallic. Maybe on the back wall of the podcast, because I know we're going to get the electronic sign. Maybe yep. we should get three dick molds, and then everyone has to guess which mold 
I have said that. I, I, I've suggested that, yeah, we should we should be definitely filling it up with dick-shaped paraphernalia, Dick's Hen's House style, up the back wall. Um, you know, especially that LED sign. I think that we should incorporate Dick's and come into that LED sign 100%. That's coming. Um, 100% coming. Um, but I'm, and I'm also interested, like, how did, how did security... I haven't been on a domestic flight... For fucking ages, like the whole the whole experience, what did it feel like? I don't like? even know was that was a thing, to be honest, anymore. Like you could even do a domestic yeah, flight. I didn't yeah. realize the news today came out twenty twenty four. They reckon that international travel is going to be firing up again. Twenty twenty four. That's the estimate now. So like domestic what? travel, like how did it feel, mate? Did it feel strange? Was it or is it just business as usual? What did it feel like in there? The first half was business as usual. So it was just getting on a plane and you just have a mask on. Yep. Um, get, landing in was way stricter. So it felt like coming in from an international flight, basically. Right. Um, so they, they line you up, they queue you up. You've got, to, you've got to walk inside. You've got to, you know, like if you go to somewhere like the Philippines or Bali, you've got to fill out a declaration. Yep. Or even if you get back to Australia, sometimes you've got to fill out like a whole declaration yeah. form. Um, and then there's temperature checks as well. So everyone gets temperature checked. Yeah right. Uh, as they get in, really. Um, dad was a little. Dad was a little worried because he got a little bug, uh, in the last couple of days. Um, so he was a bit worried that he he wouldn't pass the temperature check, but he did. There you I go. Know what would have happened if he didn't? But fuck. Yeah, stricter, stricter on that end of things, but um, also, I mean, there hasn't really been any cases. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, it's, it's, it, I also just think that I, I, I imagined when you left this morning, I was like, this is going to be fucking hilarious. Cause uh, I don't know if this is the first time you've sort of done like a full family domestic travel trip. Cause how many of you are there? There's like eight. Right. There's eight of it. There's seven in my family. And then one of my brother's girlfriends are here. And all of them would have had some sort of electronic device or a laptop or something. And you know, when you're going through security and they're asking you to pull out laptops and put them on top of the bag and someone's got fucking nail clippers in there. Like, was there any fucking dramas? Like I can just imagine your family causing a bit of a, bit of a fucking <laughs> bottleneck. No, it was, it was, it was, uh, your it was family specifically, Seb. Just, they love, they love their electronics, the pits. Yeah. 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 It was, it was pretty standard. It was a pretty standard, uh, way through way through the airport i did time it out though because I, I was running late uber was surging it was like fucking 100 bucks to get to the airport so i was trying to wait it out so i sort of waited till the last minute and I had my first airport experience where i basically got out of the got out of the uber and then walked straight onto the plane like Fuck without yeah. breaking stride nailed um, it which is great because everyone says like you've got to get to the airport like you know an hour two hours before the fucking flight yeah but i think i've nailed it i think i got there 50 minutes before the flight was going to start and I didn't break stride getting into the airport and getting onto the plane. There you go. How, how do you go? Later, I'm sorry. Keep, no, keep, keep telling your story, Seb. I'll ask in a, in a minute. No, that's it. That's all I got okay, to say. Okay, good. Well, I was going to say, how do you go like holidaying with your family? Because that, that's, that's not something uh, that I, I'd really do. I wouldn't of. sign up for that voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you guys love each well, other or something? Yeah, you guys, you guys fond of each other or something? <laughs> What's going on? We've, um, well, we did one for Mum's fiftieth last year, um, and we were halfway through Rob, so I was there, but I wasn't really present. I was just fucking working the whole time. Um, but it went pretty well. I have more like more siblings than you guys, so like maybe that's a, a point of difference. Like, yeah, it's not, we we sort of outnumber the parents, so we <laughs> just go off. And, do our own shit so you can do your own thing yeah the last um the last like family holiday i went on with would like it was just me and mum and we went to canada and i was originally staying with her 
and we'd planned to sort of do the whole country together. And I lasted three days of sharing <laughs> sharing accommodation with her before I was like, "See ya, I cannot handle this anymore." Yeah. Um. There was yeah. the, she. She refused to. Like you know, you get to a new country. There's a bit of jet lag. You're not quite in the time zone. You know, you get you get over that after about a week. She just refused to reset to Canadian time. She was still on Australian time. So when I was Funny asleep cut. overnight, she was like, all right, time to like get up. It's like... Come on, Lucky. Yeah, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> you got to change your clock, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, just rummaging around. She got really uh, freaked out. I ended up like meeting someone for a drink in Canada. And I was like, finally having a fun time. I was like, oh, this is cool. I went to like a, a sort of fun bingo night thing. Um, and then I, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stay at this place tonight. I'm not going to come back to the, the hostel or the motel, wherever we were staying. And she sent me about 20 messages in a row, just saying, where are you? I am calling the police right now. If you don't come back, I'm calling the police right now. I still have these messages. I took a screenshot. They're fucking hilarious. But in the moment it was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. No more family holidays. No more. Never again. Never again. Yeah, I've never done it. Oh, never. Not since I was a kid. Like you're going on a big old family yeah. trip. Going out you for going on camp- you've gone on camping trips, right? Yeah, camping trips, but not like a like a big flight where it's like it's impossible for you to leave. I've haven't done that. Like, so if you wanted to leave right now, it would be almost you'd have to get on the spirit of Tasmania and like it would be a big it'd be a big fuck around. You'd have to get a flight back. It'd be a fuck like you couldn't do it. Like camping you can just go, I'm going down the street to get some cigarettes and you'd just drive away. Um, yeah, camping doesn't yeah, really yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah. Like you're 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 isolated with your family. Mm. Like that that's a yeah. that's a big step. It's cultish behavior. It's very cultish. You guys <laughs> up to shit? What are you doing? You got a lot of vagina soaps. What's going on? Why are you so fond of each other? Yeah, what's what's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Really narrow eyed uh, looking I'm, at you I'm right now. I haven't I haven't been on a holiday since uh, since Rob ended. Really, like even left Melbourne. Um, Me either, mate. Something. Me either, mate. Still here. Still at work. Still working hard as well. <laughs> Punched away. Big big day today. <laughs> Uh, big business yeah, day well, you today. Took over, you took over some of my roles today as well. Mate, I did a fucking awful job. I'm pretty sure. Like, one of the animators was like, oh, yeah, it should be about two days' work. And I was I was sitting there going, I don't know if that's two days' work, but <laughs> I can't tell him that that's not two days' work. Like, I, yeah, I needed someone yeah. there to... Uh, so, might have to get you back on Slack. You might have to get, you know, do a little bit of work while you're over there, mate. So nah, we're going to need you back <laughs> home early, Seb. And we're dragging you in yeah. for a podcast. You're going to have to edit this later. Um, so, you know, there's no such thing as a holiday. Um, not no, the stepmates. No. That's right. It's the stepmates podcast. That's what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hey, did anyone, yeah, um, weekend, did anyone try and smuggle anything across the border, mate? Anything, uh, anything go like anyone try and get something through domestic? No, 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 no. Uh, no, everyone played it pretty, uh, pretty good. Cause I, w- I want to tell the story good. about, um, the last time I went on a domestic flight and I went to Byron Bay and, uh, right, I had yeah. a gram of weed. Um, that I wanted to take with me because I'm going to Byron Bay. You're going to the fucking beach. You got to get yourself some fucking like a bit of time off, like <laughs> smoke a bit of smoke yeah. a bit of chuff while I'm there. And I got it and I put it in this um, I put it in a ball and then uh, like wrapped it in like paper and then wrapped it up in Glad wrap and made this like little fucking ball, um, real compressed ball. Because uh, I didn't want to wrap it in foil because obviously going through the metal detectors I'd get all fucked up. Um, and I put it in my back pocket because I didn't want like, to put it in the bag. It's actual smuggling. It's legitimate smuggling, yeah, like full Chappelle Corby sort of level shit, right? But it's just going to Byron. Yeah. Right? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm flying Tiger Airways. I'm not going to Bali. Um, yeah. So I'm like, it, it should be fine. I've done it before as well. Like I've taken a little bit of weed on the plane. I normally used to put it in like my cigarette packet, um, yeah. like just in the pouch and just have a little bit of bit of weed in there and you'd, you'd get through fine. Yeah, right. Um, no one would ever pull you up. 
But when I rocked up that day, I had it in my back pocket because I didn't want to put it in my bag because that's that's more likely to get checked because they put it through the thing and they can see where there's like, you know, what do they call it? Like plant matter. They can see organic matter by going through ah. those little metal detectors. So I'm like, not putting it in the bag. It's going on my body. It's going on my person. So I just chucked it in my back pocket and my shorts. Um, but it was j- that day just so happened to have like, I want to say somewhere between 50 and 100 Australian federal police officers were standing in the fucking terminal. <laughs> Just that day. So I was like, fuck, this is going to be full on. Um, should be okay. And, you know, normally you just go through, like, the standard metal detector and you've got, like, um, you know, maybe, you know, a fat chick with a paddle is going to go over you one yeah. or two times. Like, this day I got fucking shepherded into a different line and they had those full body scanners with the whirlies that go all the way around, the 360 <laughs> view, and they get this oh, no. full print of your body, um, like, minus your clothes, essentially. Have you seen those? Like, and they and it picks yeah, yeah, out yeah. whether you're smuggling shit. It was the perfect opportunity. And the guy goes, "There's something in your back pocket." And I went, "What?" And I just sort of patted myself down. I was like, "No, nah, what are you fucking talking about? There's nothing in my pockets." And I pulled out my both my front pockets to be like, "What are you fucking talking about, you clown?" Um, and he was like, "No, no, no, it's in your back." And he started frisking me, and he literally touched it. What? He was squeezing it, yeah. and he was going like, "Yeah, play, this is it here." Like- what? I just can't believe you were trying to lie to the guy that had the X-ray. Yeah. I know. I was like, nah. I, was like, no, I was just trying to get the shit out of him because I was because uh, you already got to set it up as like the oh this is a mistake like oh I didn't even know I had that I yeah, wasn't intending okay. to smuggle so I'm already yeah, trying right, to give yeah. some sort of plausible deniability that I'm actually engaging in some sort of smuggling. Is that legal advice coming from you now, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna do it, deny, deny, <laughs> deny <laughs> until you absolutely are caught. <laughs> um, so I had it in my back pocket, and he's like, no, 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 here it is, here, and I went, oh, really? And I opened up, I had to undo the button, grabbed it out, and then went, oh, it's just rubbish. You got a bin? And um, he was like, no. And he, he, he immediately flipped it. He was like, no, you're not using our bin. Fuck off. Like, get inside. Wow. It was nuts. And then I'm sort of looking back at Mon, who's just waiting to go through the scanner and give her like a wink. And she came <laughs> yeah. up to me and she was like, you shit yourself. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> shit yourself. And I was like, no, no, no. I wasn't I wasn't scared about getting caught. I was scared about losing the gram of weed. <laughs> I, was, I, was de- so I would have been it, devastated. Like- uh, hey? He let you keep it. He, he let me keep he it because he, he thought it was rubbish because it just looked like rubbish because it was like glad wrap wrapped up bit of paper. Yeah, like you would right. never have thought. He was like, why was it in your back? And I was like, I don't know. Fuck, it's just rubbish. You got a bin? And he was like, no, it was against me putting it in the bin. He was like, get your own fucking bin. Wow. Like, it, was, it was a genius move. Um, and then we, we ended up going to Byron. I didn't smoke at all. Um, so then I, was, I rolled it as, up as a joint and went, what's going in the bag? Like, we're going to take that back home. Like, did not learn my lesson at all. Um, put it in my bag and went through at Byron Bay Airport. Um, and just so happens, she's opened up the bag and she's gone like, there's something in the pocket here. Just going to go searching. Is that cool? Um, she uh, dips in, literally dips into the pocket where the joint is. She lifts the joint, moves it a bit and grabs the lighter and goes, you're not allowed to have this. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, you can have it. Like, just throw it in the bin. She threw it in the bin and went, all right, have a great flight back home. Wow. That was the last time I flew. That was the last time I flew. Uh, don't smuggle drugs across borders. It's oh, not- I do. You, you, it sounds like yeah. you actually got away with it pretty comfortably. But yeah, yeah it's that's not- the moral of the story. <laughs> it's not good for the ticker, though. Jesus Christ, for the, like, the anxiety. And I also thought, it's like, you know, if they put me into the Australian Federal Police, they were like, why are you trying to take a gram of weed into Byron Bay? <laughs> Like yeah. Nimbin is forty minutes away, you can you could just buy it uh, while you're there. What are you fucking doing? It's like 
You're not going to bring your own vagina soap to Hobart. <laughs> you're not going to pack a little toiletries bag with your already pre-prepared fucking bar of soap. It's so dumb. Um, but yeah, how was your weekend, Lockie? You had a good, you had a good one. It wasn't too bad. I um, it was pretty quiet. M- uh, my girlfriend actually went to the comedy festival with her mate. Poor bastard. You're, you're she all right? She's all right. I think it, I think it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't think she was like glowing review. What yeah. a fucking glow! Yeah, it wasn't too <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, I think she, she had fun. Yeah, um, it wasn't a complete waste of money. But I, so I was like home alone for most of the weekend. Nice. Um, which Fuck was, yes. Oh, yeah. What did you get up to? Well, it was I had a few cheeky beers. So it was me and me and the stepdog Clyde. Yep. So this this might be you might hear this and be like, yep, fucking no no shit, mate. Like this happens all the time, but. Something I knew, I'm not like, I've never had my own dog. I've had family dogs, but like, I've never had my own dog. So Clyde, you guys have seen Clyde has this, uh, pillow that he humps, humps. He loves it. Miss Brown, we call it. Yeah. It's, it's like Brown and furry and he's not allowed to hump any other cushion. He's just got Miss Brown. She lives on his little doggy bed. And ever since we've moved into the house, He's gotten just like more and more fixated on this humping cushion. Good boy. To the the point where he like humps it, starts licking his like licking his dick, and then just goes back to the pillow. Whereas he used to just sort of it'd be like a you know like a sometimes food. Now it's every meal. It's it's Amazing. just it's and all the time. And yeah, so he's going away. He's uh, Miss Brown, and initially I'd been like because my girlfriend's always like stop that Clyde, stop that. I'm like no no no. Let the let the boy hump. Let the boy hump let the, the pillow. Boy hump. Come on, he's he's a dog. Is he, is he, he nuded? Is he? Is yeah. So he is. Yep. Shit. Yep. One of his few pleasures in life is this pillow. Like, just let let him have Does it. Does he come? He can't come. No. Nah. No. Nah, he just just likes the feeling. No. Nah, he just likes it. Yeah. Just enjoys himself. Good on him. It's like having a vasectomy. Coming, could he be coming? But like nothing's happening. Could he be stimulating I, that gland? I, I think. I, I mean, I guess so. But you know, you know how dogs get the like the little the little lipstick. Yep. That pokes out, yeah. yep, the, the, the little pink bit that comes out the end. So, rocket. yeah, the red rocket. He gets that, and you know, it's like it, he licks it for a while, goes back in. We so I'm home alone with him, and he's going at Miss Brown, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, like you know, it's getting a bit much, but do your thing. Yep. I, next minute, I turn around. It's not just the lipstick; it's like four to five inches of like veiny dog sausage. Has really? like fully come out. There's no like fur anymore. It's just this like big dangly meaty. It, it it was so fucking long. And then he's like he's literally gnawing at it. Like he's he's grabbing it because he doesn't even know what it is. It's like it's like full dog dick. And I what I thought were were dog balls were also coming out. I, I think that's just oh part my of, god. He, you would have thought he'd broken his dick. I legit was like. Holy fuck! This guy's in serious trouble. I'm going to pull his dick out. I'm going like, to have to call his the body. I don't know if this is yeah. like. I mean, I I was like, you know straight onto Google like has my dog broken his dick, and there it's like that. <laughs> of course, you Google and it's going to be like, yep, yeah, your dog is fucked. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, in trouble. Mim Mim comes home and it, the dick is still out. Like the dick is still fully out. This is quite some times past. He's like licking it, gnawing it. I don't know whether to like pull him off or just let him, you know, fucking sort himself out. Holy um, fuck. She's like, she's pretty freaked out. And she, it's like, are we going to have to take this 
dog to the vet. Like this is this is pretty <laughs> pretty bananas. Um, long like it, it, it ended with eventually we uh, we just kind of like let him be, and it did start going back back up. So we were like, fuck yeah, it's it's sorted. Um, but now every time he goes for Miss Brown, what once was you know like his his activity that we not encourage but allow I, like i'm always on edge i'm like I, I can't what if you break your dick what if you what like, if you yeah, break your dick your dick might explode <laughs> it it's hard unleashing the whole was the whole dick always there and he's just learned how to like take it to the next level i don't know is this a thing like i mean obviously you guys haven't seen this happen before i've or? never seen this happen no i've seen that like you know you get the little maybelline fire engine yeah, red it was it was honestly out, like but... 4 or 5 inches and it was just like it looked like it looked like a bit of intestine or something just fucking dangling. Man, it, I would have freaked out if it looked like my dog had a tentacle. <laughs> it did. Like, it, that, tell that's you what, and four to five inches—that's like, that's great. Your dog's packing more than uh, I am. Yeah, no. I was about to say, but do- I'd be jealous. I wouldn't be scared. I'd be, I'd be up <laughs> yeah. there going like, "Fuck, come hide, on, you're the man in the house now." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little right. traumatic. I, I don't know. I just, I was, I, I yeah. I was worried. Did you have a flog while um while your girlfriend was away? Like, did you? Did you how long and after? Like, no, did you leave for five minutes, and you're like, right, it's time for me to like, I rip one up. I, I didn't. I, I the dog kind of like any thoughts of anything like that happening. The dog really put a a dampener on that. Yeah, but I wonder it, if that what, was what, his me and Clyde <laughs> both yeah, going at both at the same time. But I also think maybe I wonder if that was in his head. He was like, thank God she's fucking gone. I'm gonna make this happen with the pillow, because <laughs> this bloke don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just going to do it. like, And I also do like the I idea that you that blokes are just it. going in tandem. And imagine if you bro- both broke your dicks. Like you broke your frenulum. The dog's dick's broken. You guys, she's like, I'm never leaving again. <laughs> I'm never leaving. I'm never leaving. <laughs> never leaving you boys home alone Fuck again. Fuck me. What's going on? I don't know. This shit seems to happen under my watch though. Yeah. Maybe it is. He, he thinks he can get away with it. Yeah. He's just like, she's gone off. He was literally biting it though. Like he was, it was like he didn't understand why it was out so far. Like yeah. he was gnawing at it and trying to like, I don't, I don't even know fuck, what the fuck man, he was I would have freaked out. No, those Google searches, like what's the average size of a dog's dick? Little dog. How long have you <laughs> the do- little dog's dick? Four or five inches coming out of my dog. It looks like a tentacle. Like your, your Google search results. In yeah, fact, man. can you pull up your history uh, on Google searches later and maybe just read I'll it out? Because I'd yeah, love to see it. the development yeah. of this of the story via Google search as well. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should we should get Dr. Chris Brown or someone on the show on the onto the program to talk about it and just ask him solely about this particular thing. It's just like how 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 can we get four to five inches of dog dick falling out of my dog? What what's going on? What's the story? Why is that? What's the what's the evolutionary cause for it? If anyone knows, please like write in and say. Because if it happens again, I don't, I want to know if I should just let him just figure it out himself or if I need to, like, get a stick and separate his mouth from his... Nah, I feel like that'd be like putting toothpaste back in the back in the tube. Like, you can't maybe do it. Yeah, maybe he's progressed from the pillow. Like, he knows how to give himself head now. So. Yeah, maybe. Because if, 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 I, if I could reach my dick, I'd probably end up gnawing it. I know I would. Out of a nibble? 100%. I'd be doing all sorts of wacky shit with it. Go in with teeth. Oh, 100%. 100%. Hey, um, <laughs> just for a bit of change of pace, guys, of course, we just want to, um, we've got some very sad news this week as well. Uh, Prince Philip, of course, has died, um, which is... Very sad. 
particularly sad. Um, I'll give it the sad trombone. Particularly sad for us. So here young at, too. Yeah, so young. It was and it was such a shock. Tragedy. Um, it's not like he was dying for the last fifty years, <laughs> any minute now. But it's particularly sad for us as well because he was a supporter of ours on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that Prince Philip supports us on Patreon. Uh. So we, we are going to miss him um, and we are going to miss his four bucks a month. <laughs> well, I don't know. They might not get on that for a while. You might, we might see a few more months. Well, yeah, on. hopefully they don't ups- unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if Prince Philip supported us on Patreon? Oh, fucking hell. Hopefully it was in his will. Like, please leave me subscribed. (laughs) I want the RSS feed pumped into the coffin. (laughs) Please leave me, please leave me subscribed, dot, dot, dot. It's just too much value. Yeah, yeah. It's It's too too much value. It's too good. (laughs) It's too good. And send me merch. Send me a bunch of cunts t-shirt. I want to be buried in a bunch of cunts hoodie. Um, Fuck me. I mean, that was, yeah, that, uh, it was strange. It was like, even though it was like obvious that he was about to die any minute now. <laughs> fuck me. He didn't look well, did he? Jeez, no. No. You seen that picture of him leaving the hospital? Yeah, it was like, keep him at the, if, don't take him out of the hospital. It's fucked. Like, I've never seen anyone leave the hospital not in a bag looking like that. <laughs> like, yeah. it was ridiculous. The bloke held on. So fucking, you know, full credit to him. He's done very, very, very fucking well. Um, but yeah, we're very sad to see him go. We had a um, we had a, we actually did a, have a cracking Patreon podcast the last couple of weeks. Uh, we went through regular old Bogan, um, and uh, we're done and dusted with that now. No more talking about it. This week on the Patreon podcast, we're we're going to be talking about Sebo behind his back. I think that might be the go. Fuck yeah. Um, Lockie and I might take it on board, and we'll we'll tell some we'll tell some filthy Sebastian stories, and we'll talk about him behind his back. So I feel like that's been the waiting Patreon to just really week. shred Seb when he's not around, and it's going to be great. He's going to have no right of reply, nothing. He's not going to be no. there, not going to be present. All he's going to be able to do is edit it, because <laughs> we don't know how to do any of the technical side of yeah. This podcast all right, I did. Won't be, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> a uh, Michelini's wedding over the weekend too, Sebby. I know you missed that because you were because you were off. Um, yeah. over over in Tassie and stuff. But did you know the one thing I did learn about uh, Michelini's wedding? Jordan Michelini's, by the way, this is friend of the friend of the program, host of the Uncommon podcast. Um, his wedding was on the weekend. It's actually Michelini's. Michelini's. He's Greek, but he's he's he's, he's his actual surname is Michelini's. Uh, and I refuse hereby forever will refuse to call him Michelini's. It is Michelini's. Um. Forever, I'm, I refuse to call him by his correct name. Don't, don't, yeah, don't angli- anglicize your name. Don't, don't do it. D- we don't know subs- you're Greek. Don't subscribe to that kind of societal pressure, exactly. Michaelides. There was a Cypriot bloke there, Adrian, who we met from the Bucks party. He was like, mate, it's definitely Michaelides. That's how the Greeks would have wanted it. That's how the Cypriots would have wanted it. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing it for. It's not going to stop him getting bullied. Like by the Australian kids. This they're, is like, this is like, like a, know he's Greek anyway. This is like a reverse uh, Orazio fan. fan Fant- exactly. Fantasia or Fantasia. Fantasia yeah. Um, We're try, try, th- trying to bring back the the mother country. Yeah, exactly. Michelides. Yeah. You can only, you have to say it with like the hand shape and everything. Like Michelides. It makes sense. Um, but I got to say, guys, it was a, uh, it was a very good wedding. Very fucking good wedding. They did a, uh, they did a fucking great, a great job. Um, it was good to, to catch up with uh, a few of the blokes that we saw and met from the Bucks party. 
Uh, I had a bit of redemption oh, of course, as yeah. well. I didn't vomit uh, at the wedding, which was good. I, I sort of did take it a little easy. Well done. Um, but were there honestly, some, were there some jokes going around? Like, yeah, there was sorry, a couple. Yeah, there was a few. There was a few winks and oh, you're not feeling. Oh, oh, he had a bit of a spew at the at the Bucks party. But I sort of covered it. I was like, I didn't just spew at the Bucks party, mate. I gave the fucking Uber a redecoration. I gave the lounge room yeah. a redecoration. I didn't stop spewing. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, of course, you know the the whole like, oh yeah, I was spewing that I missed it, and they were like, yeah. Um, so it was good. No, it was it was, but. Honestly, the the whole wedding was just it was actually a, it was fucking terrific. Um, the you know all the food was great, um, everything was good. You know the way Lauren looked into the eyes of Jordan during the first dance was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> she was so in love, like I've never seen them like this before. Like we've had breakfast and stuff with them before. She just was it was it was it was ridiculous. They were so in love, I couldn't believe it. Um, yuck. They were yeah yuck. Um, they were, they were both like super relaxed. There was like no stress. Everything went really smooth. Everything, everything went great. Um, you know, it was a really nice venue. They were at the Port Phillip estate, gorgeous views of the vineyard. Um, you know, it was cold, it was raining, it was no good, but they moved it indoors. Um, and it actually kind of made the view look even nicer in a weird way. Cause you could see all the rain falling and it was overcast. So all the pictures looked great. Um, and it was actually quite nice being inside, knowing that it was super cold outside. So, um, and the food was great. They had confit duck, they had crispy pork. Um, everyone was happy. There was no fights. Um, everyone was relaxed. Shura Taft, you'd love this. The host of Survivor Australia. He was, um, he officiated and and he, and he was the MC. It was faultless. The whole thing was just like, genuinely, it was, it was fucking flawless, but it got me thinking. Roll the clip. Uh Uh-oh. And now it's time for A Bunch of Cunts with Mark Nicholson. People who pull off the perfect wedding day are a bunch of cunts. It sets a bad precedent, boys. It sets a really bad precedent. It sets a bad example for people like us that aren't married yet. How the fuck are we supposed to compete with, like, the perfect day like that? You heard me just list it all out. Like, it was fucking spot on. Now, Mon, my my, my girlfriend, Mon... she doesn't. She hasn't seen a nice wedding before. Do you know what I mean? Now she said it. It, it sets the bar way too high. I don't have a hundred thousand fucking dollars to throw at a wedding. Guaranteed, that's what this wedding cost. Eighty to a hundred k. I was doing the budget estimation in my head on the night, trying to calculate it all. Hundred k. Like, and now that's the standard for it. That's the standard. That's the fucking benchmark. Hundred k. That's a me. lot of money, right? Like, you don't want that. You want a wedding that actively dissuades her from even wanting to get married. Do you know what I mean? You want a, a, a wedding that, that just seems achievable to top. That's what the whole game is. Like, this one was really hard. Um, you know, the, the last wedding I went to with Mon was her uh, was her brother's uh, wedding. 35 degrees in a yacht club with no air conditioning. It was fucking shit out. <laughs> it was one of the worst weddings I've ever fucking been to. The bridal car, like the, the car that takes the bridal party to the, to, the, to the ceremony, it broke down. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the fucking speeches were shit. I was the MC. I bombed. I bombed hard. The uh. food was fucking gross. And that's exactly how it should be, boys. <laughs> that's the sort of wedding that you want to take your missus to. Um, you want a cheap wedding. You want a tacky wedding. You want, you want disaster to strike. You know, you want an outdoor wedding that has no backup plan for bad weather. You want torrential rain or, or wind or, or blistering heat. It doesn't matter. You just want it to be prohibitive. 
for you, everyone to have a good time and to be comfortable and have a good time. Do you not like going to weddings, Mark? Like I love going to weddings, but I don't like taking the missus to weddings when she's going to see it and she's going to be bugging me for the rest of the time going, hey, that's a nice idea. Like, let's get a photo booth. Fuck the photo booth. It's 40 grand. Like, <laughs> or it's four grand an hour. I can't afford that shit. Like you don't want that. You want and you want you want a wedding that makes people think that they wish they weren't invited. That's the sort of wedding you want to go to. Do you know what I mean? You want you want to go to a wedding with with people who who, who are rushing in to make the commitment, and and you know and so you can talk to other guests. You know you've got something to talk about with the other guests. Take punts on how long it's going to last for. That's a good <laughs> wedding. You know you want a pregnant bride who doesn't fit in her dress anymore because because she's been growing and she's she's trying to hide the baby that's growing in her so that it still can look like a nice religious wedding. That's what you want. That's what you want. You know you you, you want um you want you want her to be a bridezilla. You want her to be yelling and screaming that it's her special day. And you know that only makes things worse and 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 more people like jump on top and more, and awful things happen to her. That's what you want. That's that now that's a wedding. You know what I mean? You want you want poor catering fellas. You want you want sausage rolls. You want party pies. You want oven baked chips. You want you know <laughs> potato gems. You want spinach and ricotta triangles for the vegos, and, and you want nothing for the ve- for the vegans. You want <laughs> you want um, you want plastic plates. You want butcher's paper. You want you want butcher's paper tablecloths. You want clean skin wine. You want VB tins in an esky. That's a wedding. That's a fucking wedding. You want the speeches to be like at a 21st birthday party. You want Uncle Jeff to say inappropriate jokes like this one, like the, um, you know, sex is like KFC. You've got a breast in one hand, a leg in the other, and uh, and a greasy box to chuck your bone in. That's what you want. Do you know what I mean? You want Uncle Jeff to get too drunk too early and start saying the N-word for no reason. Does Mun listen to this podcast? So I, tell, I told her this on the car on the way home. I was like, don't get your fucking hopes up. That's an anomaly. That's what I'm saying. This is that was not a wedding. That was an event. It was too fucking good. You want and everyone there was so supportive. You don't want that. You want you want you want a family member to not be supportive of the whole relationship. You want granny to be thinking the bride's a slut and to be groaning during the vows or something. You know when they're talking about it's like I'll be with you forever and just have granny just turn around and go what a light of shot. <laughs> like that's what you want. So everyone can hear it. That's what you want. You want someone to try and overshadow the day with an impromptu proposal that they haven't gotten the fucking blessing from the bride and groom on. And then she, hopefully, ideally, she says no and storms out. That's what you want. That's a wedding. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You want an ambulance to come at some point. You want an ambulance to rock up because someone's cracked their head or a kid needs a stomach pump or grandpa ideally has a stroke just before mains. That's what you want. It's a very low bar. That's a wedding. That's what you want because there should be no such thing as the perfect day and no girlfriend should ever have to go to those things and then expect that from me. <laughs> like, no one should want that experience. And those selfish people like Jordan Michelides and Lauren, you are selfish to having a flawless wedding. You're a bunch of cunts. It's wrong. I hate you. Fuck you. Roll the clip. <laughs> and so concludes A Bunch of Cunts with Mark Nicholson. It truly was a beautiful day. It, um, it, was, it, it wasn't was, bad. It was, it was actually really something special. <laughs> That's sort of like a really kind, the first kind spirited bunch of cunts I think you've done. There's actually a kind, there's a nugget of kindness in there. There's a, there's a small amount of kindness in there. Where is the kind, because like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that you enjoyed the wedding and you thought it was like a good time for them. Just complimenting the wedding. Yeah, but, but. I mean, that is very much at the expense of your lifelong partner, Mark. 
<laughs> yeah, no, she's not getting a wedding like that. <laughs> she's not. What? Unless uh, something, dra- unless Patreon really kicks it up a gear. <laughs> um, not with Prince Philip going, she's not. No, not without Prince Philip. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. You don't think you can have a good wedding unless you Cause spend it, a shitload of money. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it it's, does, it's the only way. It doesn't have to be that. I reckon the best weddings I've ever been to are the, be- the best two weddings I've been to, they didn't even have. Um, one of them didn't even have like a ceremony. They just went to the registry and then had a reception. Right. And then the other one was on like a big property and they just did it out in the backyard and then fucking same place they had the reception and like, and they were the most fun. Yeah, that's weddings. great. That sounds achievable. That's that's right. that's kind of what I'm getting at. That's yeah. that, that's yeah. a wedding. You know what I mean? In the Pitch backyard. Pitch that to your girlfriend after you've taken her to a $200,000 bloody fucking... <laughs> exactly, mate. Now I can't. It's a quarter of a million dollar fucking event. Uh, you know, like, fuck. I, I don't even reckon I could afford the invites to Jordan and Lauren's wedding. Like, the paper, like the GSM on the paper, it was thick. Yeah, It was okay. thick. I'd be using A4 standard black and white from Officeworks. That's going to be my invite, if not just all digital. That's going to cost me fuck all. I'm just going to send it out as a Gmail <laughs> calendar invite. Um, to my wedding. Like, don't expect anything like that. Fuck. Like I said, unachievable, unachievable. But no, it was, it was, it was, it was Still, actually a really good day. It was actually a really Still good a, day. a, a kind, a nugget of kindness in bunch of cunts. I reckon maybe this segment's turning around. Maybe. Were they, they, were they in your first bunch of cunts? What was my first bunch of cunts? Was that, no, that was, um, hospitality workers, wasn't it? Was that, or one of the early yeah, ones was, yeah. was about, um, they may have. You went. You went to hug them, or maybe that was just a story. Oh, yeah, no, that was oh, just that a story. Was... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, they were the same people that uh, when I went to give them a hug, and uh, it was during COVID, and she screamed rape. Regularly um, drawing your ire, these two. Yeah, yeah, but uh, this. We still went to the wedding. I still, yeah, still copped an invite to the wedding. I'm pretty sure Jordan invited us to the wedding after the first podcast we did at Uncommon, like the day we met him. He was like, "You should come to my wedding." And I was like, "Yeah, sure," and I never expected to be there, but there I was. Eating confit duck <laughs> with um with I a tuck. I, I would never guess that we'd make that much of an impression. There you go. I'd be like, if anything, it'd be like, no, nah, these if these guys are not coming to my wedding, I don't care. Like, I'm just not that good know. a bloke. I don't understand why I was there. Um, no, it was it was it was true. I tell you what though, Jordan, uh, no, sorry, Lauren's Lauren's father, MVP. This is the man that looked like really? Colonel Sanders. Um, looked like he had a couple man of slides. Um, your man that stole your phone. He had his jacket off. He was swinging around. He was fucking having wow. a great time. Gave me a hug at the end of it, for no reason. Yeah. It was awesome. I loved it. It was like it was like it was like hugging hugging the colonel. It was the best. Um, I heard I heard one story from the start that he came up to you and he was like, ah, you got your phone, and then he walked away and you turned to Mon and she was like, uh, no, sorry, you were like, well, I guess I'm Seb now. Yeah, I guess I'm <laughs> Seb now. <laughs> we are the same people. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, um, no, it was very, 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 it was a very good day. Very good day. But yeah, honestly, Mon was uh, sitting, like, honestly, a lot of the ride home, Mon was just going like, that was a nice idea how they did that. I was like, fuck, you know, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's going to be, it's going to be an Edinburgh Gardens. See, like, that, that, that sounds nice. So the, the, some some kind of garden, no professional. Yeah, then setting. the next bit of the conversation is, yeah, but what if it does rain? Like, <laughs> get a marquee. It, it, it would be nice to get some sort of winery estate. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. it goes from backyard yeah, or gardens okay, to okay. We've got to spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on everyone witnessing a contract being signed. 
And that's all it is. Save your money. Old contract. Gonna, Save your cash. We're going to be traveling in 2024. <laughs> Any minute now. Yeah. Uh, 2024, yeah. we're back on the plane. Save your pennies. I'm going to do that, I reckon. I reckon I'll do the old, um, come on down to Bali. Come on um, uh, come on down to Thailand or something and we'll have the wedding over there. And then that, that'll just really cut the shit from the sugar. And just see have who you ever real been to are. any of those weddings? Like, has no. anyone been to an overseas wedding? No, and that's why I think it'll be good because few people will be there, and it just brings the total cost down per head. It sounds like a fucking. It sounds like a fuck around. It does sound like a fuck around. Overseas wedding. That's, that's what so, I like. That's asking so much out of people. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. up for it. I think that might be the way to go. I think that's. I think that's exactly what I might do. Whatever's really hard to get to, I might just do it as like New <laughs> Caledonia. Um, <laughs> Antarctica yeah. research station. Somewhere where there's like four flights connecting and it's going to cost you four and a half grand return. <laughs> it's up to you though if you want to come or not. And then it's just, it's just, it's price per head. It's just going to be a table of four. What happens uh, if everyone's like, fuck yeah, we're on our way? I know. I'd be fucked. <laughs> you can, you, <laughs> fucked you, you could, well, you could add gamble. more things to it. Like, you know, when you go to a wedding sometimes and there's no accommodation, so you've got to sort it out yourself. So you could get everyone over to Europe some small town in Italy and just be like, sorry, there's no accommodation. Yeah. Small town nearby. You can come, you can come rent a villa. Or don't, or just don't come. Just don't come. It's up to you. Uh, Up to you. Up to you. It's an $8,000 round trip per person, but it's It's, it's fine. It's fine. If you can't afford that, don't worry about it. That's, that's the flip. So I could, I couldn't afford the big wedding. If you can't afford the fucking $8,000 flight. Um, That's cool. Hey, so we're not all made of money. We're not all made of money. Um, it's just a contract anyway, guys. It's just a contract. Um, hey, should we jump into a mailbag? Should we do some fucking mailbag? Let's fucking do it. The remote mailbag. Interesting. Remote mailbag. Here we go. It's time for the Stepmates Mailbag. You've got mail. Here's your letter. You've got mail. It's the Stepmates Mailbag. Oh, one live from Tassie. A Stepmates Mailbag live from Tassie. It's a Tassie delivery. Nice, tinny-sounding audio. First one. I liked it. Well done, mate. First one. Um, this is from a guy called Prince underscore Philip last Thursday. Yeah. Boys, love, the <laughs> love the new sketch you've just put out on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, we did love do it. that. We, uh, we we made a sketch um, back, back to the old days. We did Roadhead. We had, uh, we had Lockie and Cal uh, jump on board and do some character designs and, and wrote it with us as well. Uh, it was one of the ideas that we came up with um, from the writer's retreat, right, boys? Yeah, yeah. Um, it came together. It's certainly our best animation we've released online to date, and it's gone nuts. It's gone fucking viral. It's gone fucking absolutely viral. Right? Is it it's the fastest growing video on YouTube? <laughs> I think it's yeah. I think it may be number one on trending. Right? I'm pretty sure it number is. One on I'm pretty sure uh, I saw it on trending. Catch up. I think Prince Philip um, obviously overshadowed us a little bit. We were, it was poorly timed. Well, he was going to share it. Is the well that was the, that the was he was going to be a big yeah, share for us. Yeah. Um. So we're trying to speak to his estate now to try and make sure that that share that that share does come through for us. But <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. Uh, it's what he would have wanted, and I, I've got proof of it in in DMs because he he really he really snuck into our DMs a couple of times as well, old Prince. Prince Phil, um, <laughs> old Philbo. Yeah. The first, the first. I mean, the second question. We've had the first. Uh, First one. Um, what has been your loosest night ever? A couple of weeks ago at the Bucks party, I reckon. That, that, may, <laughs> that, that may have been the loosest night. Uh, there's been a few. One that comes to <laughs> mind when I was about, this is pretty incriminating. When I was, pr- it was pretty young, actually. I would have only been like 16, 17. 
and I was playing cricket um, for, I don't know, some fucking Ballarat club. But one of my mates, uh, he lived in, it was, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I should say his name, he's a cop now. But uh, it's, <laughs> he, uh, w- we, we went out one night, got, got obviously pretty trashed and because uh, I'd snuck out, my parents didn't know I wasn't home. And then you killed a homeless person. Yeah. Well, he he's he was living in in a, I think it was residential care, and we snuck out of that as well. So both both households thought we were at, at each other's place, and uh, we had nowhere to stay for stay that night. Just like absolutely fuck eyed. So the cricket club that I played for <laughs> was was just I don't know just there across the road. So we went over broke into the clubhouse, uh, stole all the food. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, spent the night there. Then the next day got woken up by someone outside. And we're like, oh, fuck. We're, like, we're in shit now. Like, what have we done? Uh, bailed. It turned out it was just like a homeless person. But then post that, uh, one of our friends found out that we'd like broken into the clubhouse and was like, oh fuck, you can get in that easy. Went in and just took everything like on a on a, a, a couple of weeks later. And the club ended up install installing uh security cameras and security doors because of that event. And I remember going to training uh, <laughs> cricket training like the next week and I overheard the senior players and they were like, if we ever fucking catch who got into the clubhouse we're gonna kill them. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, I was like, who would, fucking smash who would them, do man, that? Hey? Who would yeah. do that? Um, <laughs> hey, but honestly, it's, it's a good investment for the cricket club to get security cameras. If they didn't already have them, I think what you did is only inspired them to to up their security. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, that 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 was loose in terms of just criminality. I but think. it's one of those things, though, when you're on when you're on the pitch or you're on the gear. You, you think it's a good idea at the time. Like, you go, oh, fuck, yeah. it's, it's harmless. It's a victimless crime. And then you, you, that becomes a meme throughout the rest of the night. It's a victimless crime. <laughs> Let's have the sausage rolls. It's a victimless crime. Like, and then you wake up the next morning and you go, oh, no, there were there were very real victims to that crime. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I remember, we, didn't we break into a school once? Was that you and I? Yeah, we broke into, we can say it, Sacre Coeur, right? The the girls' Sacre Catholic Coeur, school yeah. in, um, in Glen Iris. We just waltzed on in, found an open door, and, and I think we stole a table and chairs. <laughs> yeah, like an outdoor setting. <laughs> we, fa- we stole like an outdoor setting. It was mental. Um, and that, that honestly just seemed like it was it was there for the taken. Like it just seemed it like such a commonplace thing to do. Yeah. Oops. Should have gotten some cameras. Um, what about you, Sebi? What's the, what's the loosest night you've ever had? Again, like Lucky, there's a lot. The loosest night. <laughs> Last Tuesday. <laughs> Last Tuesday, yeah. Uh, God, so many. And there's so many erased from memory too. I've done like loose things. I, I, I can't, I don't know if there's been one night that's been the loosest, but uh, I've, I've gotten drunk and like stayed at dad's and just pissed in the lounge room. Like <laughs> yeah. just, just got up and pissed all over the carpet. What do you mean uh, you just got up and... Just... I just got up and obviously couldn't find the toilet. So I just woke up in the morning and, and it was just, it was just wet. <laughs> yeah, that's wet. pretty loose. I, it it's wasn't a classic. Even in one place. Like it was like a, I must have like sprayed. Oh, you it. just sprayed it all over the joint, full fire. Yeah. Put the fire out, sort of shit. Um, I did yeah. that one. Uh, I think we did, we did a podcast the day after as well. This was back when uh, the old stepmates podcast. Uh, I went out with the guys from work. We got on the bags, and uh, uh, I ended up 
fucking grabbing the boss because he had the bags and uh, I, I thought there was still some more left and I grabbed him and I was like, where are the bags, you fucking dog? I called him a rat. That's what I was like. Give me the, <laughs> give me the coke, you fucking rat. And, and grabbed him. And he was like, I think you need to go. Yeah, it's like um, some golem shit. Uh, it, was, it was awful. Then I came home. We're going to remember, we started drinking at like 11 p.m. 11 a.m., sorry. So it was like 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. And I've come home full wasted um, from the city. And then I went to bed and I just woke up at, you know, what I thought was the middle of the night. It was probably about 9.30 p.m. Mon's in bed as yeah. well. And I just get up, go to the corner of the room, put my hand up on the wall and just piss everywhere, <laughs> like, on, against the wall. Um, and she was like watching me and going like, whoa, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was just like pissing. And I was like, fuck <laughs> off, you rat. Like it was so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was it was just in my head, and I woke up the next day going, I I've been fired, and we had to do a podcast at like seven a.m. or whatever it was with uh, oh, with Jesus. he who should not be named, and I I remember my head throbbing, I was sick the whole time. It was one of the worst things I've ever done, but also one of the best things I've ever done because I turned my life around after that. Hey, <laughs> I haven't pissed All in the right, corner ever question. since. <laughs> next question here from uh, Larry Greenwood: Would you rather suck on? A marathon, sorry, a marathon runners, no, a marathoners runners or lick a goat's face. I can tell tell you from experience, a marathoners runners are disgusting. Uh, Is the goat going to attack me? Uh, I don't know. I'd lick the goat's face. That's better content than licking a, what are we going to do? Suck on, suck on a goat's yeah, face or lick a goat's face? Runners or lick a goat's face. I'll oh, lick a goat's face. I'd yeah. lick a goat's face. That's a, it's a funnier meme, anyway. Face. I think it's funny. Well, we get some content out of it. We'll chuck it up on stepmates. We'll Why do not? it as close friends only. Like it'll be good. It'll be it'll be some sort of content. Um, when I was in when I, this is not entirely related, but when I was in South America, um, I was doing the Machu Picchu walk, and there was these uh, llamas, like llamas. Yeah. Um, and you know, like they spit on people. I had a video of me standing next to this llama. I look at the llama. I look back at the camera. And the yama sort of following, still staring at me. I look back at the yama; it looks away, and I spat on it. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't even blink a fucking eye. It just went like, "Oh, okay." What's it like? What the fuck? What the you? fuck? He spat on me. Um, and I don't know where I don't know where that video has gone. I think Mon deleted it because it's like it's borderline like animal cruelty. Um, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe I wouldn't lick the goat's face. That would be strange. And it would have to be a male marathoners runners because if you're seeing me suck on a chick's marathon runners, like I feel like that's another well, case. All of a sudden, of, that's sexual, yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, I'm in um, big trouble. Like I got a foot fetish. The only runner I know who runs that far is you, Mark. I, I don't know yeah. if I'm feeling yet, mate. When you when we go back inside, Lockie, you should have a quick fucking quick sniff. suck. Have a have a quick, quick sniff. And see if you can get even fucking within thirty centimeters of those things. They fucking pong. Yeah. They absolutely pong. You would not want to go anywhere fucking near them. Not for me. Um, yeah, not for me. Not for me. Um, anything, any the, clothing uh, from runners uh, is gross. Last question for the mailbag. Bit of a light mailbag today. Very light on mailbag. Well. Didn't we speak about this last week though? That there was a light mailbag. Get in touch via uh, the channels. We did, and it's strange because we're the world's fastest-growing podcast. Yeah, doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, what it doesn't add up. What, the, they must be getting up? lost amongst the 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 hundreds of thousands of DMs that are coming our way. We um maybe we need to do a drive this week. 
right, yeah, I think we need to do a drop. We need a bank. We need a bank. Yeah. Uh, I think purely, honestly, mate, we just need to be chucking up a story. We need to be really leaning into that huge social presence that we already have. We need to stop stop, stop acting too cool. We need to be doing a story and just going, guys, send them in. Give a gentle reminder, a call to action, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, that's what Gary V would say anyway. That and to be very grateful. Um, but if you don't need the reminder, if you want to jump on, that's at Stepmates uh, on Instagram. Just send us a little cheeky DM there. Anything um, you got, we will read them. We'll read them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what anything. they are. Lockie's life advice. We've got we've got we've got, we got segments coming. We we're gonna need your help. We're gonna need you to write in. You're gonna need to fire up the pen. Get a goat fuckers. What's going on? What's the goat fucking shit for? What, have we got have we got goat fuckers written all over us? Yeah. What's would you lick? Would you lick, would you lick the? Yeah, we did just say we'd lick a goat. I guess that's right. In this week's email, it's coincidental. Uh, wondering what moments have scarred you lads for life should be a spicy meatball. Scarred me for life. Um, a good one. Good question. I, How do you define scarred? Like, I mean, yeah, I've got some literal scars. I had a hernia operation when I was young. Something <laughs> <laughs> got very serious. Are you okay? You had I, a hernia. I've got a scar. What's the what's a hernia? Isn't that where you, uh, you your tummy explodes? It's like yeah, intestine twists itself or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Where's yeah, no, no, I'm fine. That was years ago. Where's the scar? Uh, it's like kind of near my pubes. Yeah, there's a little yeah. lot. I've got like a line in my pubes where the the scar is. There you go. So they yeah. just cut you open and undo the knot, basically. Yeah, they just untie it. It's like, like, like when a hose gets a kink, <laughs> but if it's like iPhone headphones, they just get in there. You yeah, yeah, them, you know. yeah. If yeah. it's if it's um mental scarring, have you been mentally scarred by anything? I I remember like when I went over to the states for the first time. I was I, I went over there, uh, and this this genuinely just changed the the way I went about life. Really, um, so I was I was like up and about at uni at law school, uh, loud guy, you know wanted to be everyone's mate and whatever, went over to the States and started working in this office. And we were working for people who were, uh, it was for the Racial Justice Act. So it was for people on death row um, and marginalised and, and, and um, uh, people on death row who were like trying to make a, a claim for racial bias as a way to get off death row. Right. Um, so it was very Heavy. serious shit. And I was in North Carolina, so it's like quite Southern or very Southern. Um, <clears throat> so very polite gentle, gentleman town but also like horrifically racist. But I walked into this office and I thought it would be just kind of, I thought I'd be really cute and fun and I'd be the life of the fucking office just purely because I'm Australian. Um, and I remember like we went out one night and I was having, having some drinks and uh, I thought I was being genuinely hilarious. And I remember one of the guys there uh, at the office like was, was very directly uh, saying how much he hated me. Wow. Uh, which I'd never had in my life, by the way. I'd never been told yeah. this in my life. Um, and he was like, dude, stop trying so fucking hard. Like, <laughs> and he was like, you're he were really angry at me, like wanted to punch me. Um, yeah. and then it took me, took me weeks to try and get back. Uh, that and like, yeah, we ended up going to yeah. New York and he met us there with some other mates and whatever. And we ended up having lunch and whatever. And it, 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 we turned a corner, um, uh, because I just put my fucking head down for the next couple of weeks and just did the fucking work. Uh, and it turned out like by, by doing that, found out a much faster way to do what the process was that they were doing. 
Um, and yeah. I was able to knock off like a bunch of counties all at once. Whereas it used to take them like a, a couple of days to do a county. Whereas we could do like five or six in a day um, or three or four in a day and, and do a whole bunch more. So we actually kind of saved the project, um, which was pretty cool. So we, we earned back some respect, but um, that, that scarred me for life. I think for, from then on, I, I never just sort of barged into a room. It sort of did, did change me a little bit. Um, so I was, I was always trying to just be a little bit more measured about my approach, uh, a bit more tact, yeah. but I sort of needed that because I didn't really get bullied in high school and I certainly didn't get bullied when I was at law school either. Uh, cause most of them that they were the bullied. So there was no way the bullied were going to start bullying. Um, that's not <laughs> yeah. how it works. Um, so I was always like kind of popular and fine. And then, uh, all of a sudden cut to this office and I was just like the most hated individual in there. Um, it, it really sucked. It really sucked and scarred me probably for life. What about you, Seb? Have you been scarred? I'd say, I think I talked about this. I'm not sure if it was last week or maybe a few weeks ago, but the public speaking thing where I sort of clammed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That writer's thing. That definitely like, it's funny these things too, because like they don't always have an immediate effect on you, but then you can sort of see like a trickle effect. And then you're like, wait a second, this is probably that thing that happened. Um, I think that just attacked. So long story short, if anyone hadn't listened to the, the last podcast is Mark and I were doing a, a writer's presentation, sort of a writer's day workshop sort of thing. A bunch of comedy writers in Melbourne got together to, um, you know, just talk about comedy writing and, and what the industry is like and that sort of a thing. And we were invited up um, to give a short talk on like the social space. We just put out our first viral video, which was the dumbest thing ever. It was Mark. It was what, what it's really like being single. And, you know, it's just a bunch of shots of heaps of single people dancing and partying and making out. And then it cuts back and Mark's on the phone, surrounded by tissues, just jerking off. Um, and our, really our segment was called The Future of Comedy. <laughs> and there was yeah, Sean exactly, McAuliffe yeah. was there. Steve Visard was there. A bunch of industry comedy writers was there. And maybe yeah. 40 to 50 students. Um, and yeah, the boys. Yeah. And peers. And, you know. And peers um, and people all staring yeah, at us. We've told this. We've told this before, so we won't linger on it for too long. But basically, I got up. I hadn't really prepared anything, but thought I was just sort of arrogant and cocky, and thought I could just um, riff off the top of my head. Turns out I couldn't, and I just absolutely froze up and couldn't talk. And um, that was pretty like because I had to, you had to stand in front of the room and not talk. And then Mark came in, but I was still standing there, just knowing that I failed and made an idiot of myself in front of these people. Um, and I think just after that, that really affected my self confidence, particularly with public speaking, but also I think in social settings as well. And I think that was a big turn in me because I was a pretty cocky, arrogant kid. Um, you know, I used to do a fair bit of public speaking and that sort of a thing, but then that just really sort of rattled me and undermined my confidence in myself. Um, and I'm still sort of working at getting that back. But I feel like the potty's helped and I feel like there's, there's things that I've been you're doing. Now, to... You're now a, a co-host of the, of the fastest growing podcast in the world. Um, you know, and absolutely killing it. You just spoke for the last fucking 15 minutes solo about, um, how you bombed at that thing. And mate, you, you, you're back. You're hundred percent back. Exactly. Yeah. But there's still, you know, there's always, I think that's the thing about anxiety too, is it's like, it Did never you? actually goes away. You just learn to, uh, the, the metaphor I've always thought of, is just like you, you surf it. It's like, there's a big wave coming. You can either let it come on top of you or you could get up on the board and sort of try and ride it out. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's probably my most scarring. Physical scarring. I got punched in the face once. That doesn't go away. I got a little Harry Potter scar. Yeah. Um, 
That's a double. And I've I've got a I've got a facial scar from um when I was th- three years old. Have we spoken about this on the podcast yet? Yeah, I think so. The yeah, motorbike yeah, crash. Yeah. When I yeah got hit by the motorbike and it split my face apart. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably my that's my juiciest scar. That's the, you know that's the scary thing about scars that you don't realize until you have one. It's not going away. Yeah. That's mm. that's that's you now. Um, and I got another one from when I went ice skating with uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine who really wanted to go ice skating and I stacked it on the ice and uh, it was at Medibank Ice Centre here in Melbourne. And it's like, how fucked up does the fucking ice centre have to be if it's sponsored by private health insurance? <laughs> like, is that not just screaming, don't come here? Because um, it's obviously worth it. But I split my head on the fucking ice uh, and I was like bleeding on the ice. And I remember looking up and there was this like, I don't know, seven-year-old kid, eight-year-old kid, like just jumping up and doing fucking pirouettes. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm shaking, like trying to fucking stay alive, like unbalanced, like falling over the ice and then split my head on it. And they had to bring out the little cart, the little sled and put me on the back of it and then stitch me up. It was, was it private, privately covered as well. Was it expensive? No, no, no. I think that was all part of the uh, the entry fee. Part of the experience. Um, thanks again to Medibank oh, no. for your wonderful support of the program. Get a free quote with Medibank. Um, <laughs> but yeah, fuck, fuck Medibank. Fuck it. private health insurance. Do you guys have private health insurance? No, I, mate. I fucking can't yeah. even afford to pay my phone bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even message me at the moment. Yeah. Alone. yeah. I couldn't even call Medibank. I haven't got enough credit. If you guys didn't live across the road, I'd be fucked for... <laughs> If I needed a Mikey to get here, I'd be <laughs> fucked. Um, but no, I don't have private health insurance. And my, my accountant, as much as you should ever put uh, too much stock into like advice from your accountant when it comes to health insurance, he was like, no, nah, you don't need it, mate. It's a waste of money. Because um, it was, you know, that thing when you're above 30, you're like, do I have to get health insurance now? Yeah. Like, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I have to do it. I have to pay this premium or something. He was Just like, nah, don't worry about it. Never get sick. You'll be fine. That's what I'm trying to do. I think I'm coming down with a cold. Um, a little bit of a cold. I don't know if you can hear the croakiness of my voice. I don't know if that's I'm more. Glad I'm not. Glad I'm not in the studio then. Well, I just thought I'd share that with my listeners, and then of course share the germs amongst <laughs> with Lockie in the room here. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Lockie. That's, it's weird. I'm, I'm not even in, uh, in Tassie. It was it was me or you, Seb. So I'm just. It's a shame you both you both couldn't be here, so I could share it with you. <laughs> um, but it's it's it is a strange experience because like I was I was like at the wedding I needed to cough. Uh, I got in an Uber yesterday and I needed to cough. Like coughing nowadays is like saying the N word. Like it's, it's, it's a no go. You can't cough anywhere. How is, um, what, how's your sense of smell and taste? I've got a bit of a box dose. Um, so I, I'm not smelling a hundred percent, but I can still taste. So I'm, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm COVID free. It's COVID light. We've got no fucking cases. There's no cases, but that would be good content. You should get a test, Mark. I've had a test. That's one way to that's one way to ruin that perfect wedding that you were talking about. If everyone oh, got mate. COVID, holy yeah. fuck, <laughs> you might be right. Get te- get te- that'd be fun. Get tested. Do it for the pod. Yeah. Nah, everyone's yeah. everyone's getting tested for their pods. I haven't been tested. Everyone's <laughs> getting tested for content. We're, we're going to be the ones to not get tested. We're going to figure out. Mm. Let's find out if we've got COVID via another means. Let's just find out if we can get a positive result that's not via a test. Let's find our own way. Can you do that? How do you, how do, you do that? Can you get a home test, maybe? A home test. Easy tests. We'll get a, a home test. drug test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, 
I do have a strange desire to want to have like Mongolian beef and rice for dinner. So maybe I do have COVID. <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe that you're would right. be huge. The guy from the BCF ad commercial eating the fat spread COVID. It was to the patient whole zero again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that would be <laughs> unbelievable. If I do right, have COVID, you guarantee I'll be going into BCF and coughing over all uh, of the things. I'll, <laughs> I'll go in there and I'll just start coughing all over the eskies, all over the fishing rods. I'll just licking licking the aisles. I'll lick all the pictures of me that they, they barely paid for um, <laughs> that are still You got a bit aisles. more money out of them though, didn't you? The we end? did, mate. We it's because it's the biggest fucking gro- growing podcast in the country. Like, So it, it managed to have an effect. It got back to BCF and they said, please, stop giving us shit stop telling people to go to anaconda and and other and other fucking um outdoor shops like aussie disposals like we are losing customers it was not good for their bottom line and i told them it was like you're gonna have to cough it up um and they did which is very good and they just said please just stop talking about it and i've already broken that covenant but that's all right um you know on that note fellas i'm gonna go try have a bit of a holiday i reckon you know what, mate? I'm thinking we might keep going for a couple more hours. We'll yeah. just do, let's just do like, like for one, 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 one only. You know, a special holiday special. Four hours special. Well, I'm thinking, how many days are you in t- Tassie for? Uh, a week, seven days. We'll do a 72 hour podcast. That gives you half the time on, <laughs> half the time off. Um, 72 yeah, hours yeah, straight yeah. of straight podcasting. It'll be a beautiful edit. Well, that's it. That's the thing. If it takes three days to record it, you'll have to take three days to edit it. Um, well, unless we just live stream the whole thing, I'll just live stream the holiday. No, that's far too efficient, mate. We're going to do it in post. Um, I think that's the only way. It would only be fitting if you went on another holiday where you had to work the whole time. Um, anyway, that is um, that is it for the Stepmates podcast this week. Thanks again to all of our Patreon subscribers, especially uh, to Prince Philip for his wonderful support of the program. Uh, rest in peace, big rest fellow. Peace. We're really sad to see you go off our Patreon page. That That's um, it's a big loss. Really sad, and uh, we're all dealing with it. Um, in our own way, um, but we wish whatever's on the other side, um, you know, uh, you, you have a safe passage there, and, and may you rest peacefully, you motherfucker, uh, you goat fucker. Um, no, but seriously, thanks to everyone on our Patreon page. We'll be out there on what Thursday night, Sebby. You're up for th- Thursday night for? Oh no, you're not coming, are you? I'll come. I'll come to the Patreon. One. Or we can just talk about you behind your back. Anyway. Find out on Thursday when we do the Patreon podcast. If you haven't seen Roadhead on uh, all our social pages, YouTube and Instagram, I think we've posted up on Facebook, but who gives a fuck about that platform? Um, we've put it up all on all those social pages. If you want to check it out, give it a like. I think it's viral, or at least it's on the precipice of viral. Um, make sure you get around that. It's fucking hilarious. Lockie and the boys did a great job of the design. Our animators did an awesome job. It's fucking ripper. It's very funny. We've got plenty more coming. Uh, but that's it for the Stepmates podcast for this week. You have a great week, you motherfuckers. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah.